Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Make It Happen Today. So I am joined by Eva, who is a business and mindset coach who helps high-performing multi-figure business owners break free of their barriers and fall madly in love with their business. Eva is a visionary leader, a transformation enthusiast, and a seven-figure CEO. And she says she is definitely not your guru. <laughs> Eva, thank you so much for joining me. I'm super, super excited to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. It's my honor and it's my pleasure. Oh, thank you. So start by telling us about more about you and your background. I want to hear everything. Sure. So, you know, I'm a business coach and a strategy coach and a mindset coach. And I will tell you, like, you know, kind of having built a few businesses and having worked with many people building a businesses, there is just the failure percentage is through the roof. I think it's like 5% of entrepreneurs make it to, or like 8% make it to six figures, you know, talking US dollars here, and maybe like 2% make it past that. And there is this theme that I've seen with the entrepreneurs who aren't quite making the breakthrough. And it's this constant questioning that goes on, right? And it's this constant self-doubt. It's this like, am I charging too much? Am I greedy? You know, when I ask to be paid for the services, right? Am I, you know, there's this like people feeling like they're a total fraud when they come up there with their offering. It's like, who gave me the authority, the audacity to be doing what I'm doing? You know what I mean? It's this like... Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have like enough certifications and all these people over here, you know, they have their PhDs. They have been doing it for 30 years. I have been doing it for three minutes. Like, how do I even compare myself to them? And then they typically work with some coach or trainer and they go like, well, I should just like send my clients to them because why should people work with me if they can work with this person over here who has all the experience, all the certifications, you know, Yeah. and it, and it goes on and on and on and on. Right. And the entrepreneurial route is so difficult because it's a constant failure. It's like, you know, it's, it's literally like failing every day. You're putting something out there and you are failing. And that's the process of it. You kind of have to, you know, go through it. But then at some point they go like, I, I cannot keep doing this. I cannot fail one more time. I cannot have one more failed membership, product, course, you know, one-to-one program, one-to-many program, one more failed Facebook challenge or online retreat or whatever it is. I cannot go through this one more time. And so they just retreat. Yeah. And they retreat and they either shrink down their company or they go out of business and get that job because it's just more comfortable to do that because you don't have to face all the self-doubt, all the fears every single day right? Yeah. And there's so much more to it. It's like, you know, we often feel like it's arrogant almost of us to be saying, hey, I'm the expert, you know, I'm the one to tell you what to do in your life. And I don't have my house in order perfectly, right? Because who does? Yeah. Who does, right? So, you know, uh, it's basically when it comes to entrepreneurial success, it's all about actually being visible, right? And being in front of people. And it's, it's, there's no magic to it. It's literally just 
communicating like what we're doing here right now, right? The camera is on, you're on the podcast or I'm being interviewed or I'm on my podcast, I'm teaching and delivering something, right? And people don't do that because they fall for some other thing that they should be doing to avoid all the messy, all the scary, all the feeling like a fraud, the confronting the judgment of others that is that does come, right? People judge, that's what they do. So, you know, my story is a big one, huge battle with visibility. So before I went into the coaching business, I actually owned restaurants. And I was so bad with showing in front of people. I'd literally be washing the dishes in the dish pit. So I don't have to go talk to the guests. Wow. Right. Like I felt like a major imposter talking to the, my own, no, not my own people, but my own customers. I would not go talk to them. Like who wants to talk to the owner? Like they just want to eat their food and get out, you know? (laughs) It's like, and then, you know, in the brick and mortar, it's different from the coaching space, but in a different in the brick and mortar, you have to go and network. You have to go to these like networking meetings and introduce yourself, tell people what you do, and like, hey, come to my restaurant, whatever. And I would go to these networking meetings and I literally, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever been in one of those where everybody like stands up and say, Hey, my name is so-and-so, and this is what I do. I'd be like, my heart and my throat couldn't even say my name, how terrified I was to speak in front of people, right? And then you know, that was, that was like my whole life, you know, just mortified of being in front of people, literally mortified. Right. And then fast forward, um, fast forward, you know, I was, I was forced into visibility, you know, sometimes when bad things happen to you and you're really forced into it, it's like the best thing that can happen to you. So in 2019, you know, I was, um, I was, uh, you know, found out I was kind of traveling and doing some workshops and speaking a little bit, but the online world, like speaking online was still like one of the most terrifying things. I'd never gone live on Facebook, never taught a workshop on Zoom. So it was like, yeah, just no, you know, I could figure out how to be with people in the room by that point. Cause I see them, I see them nodding, you know, I yeah. see kind of the acknowledgement of validation in the room. They're they're doing their thing, but this online thing, when you're just like talking, you don't know what the feedback is. You don't know how people are feeling. It was mortifying to me, but um, thank God <laughs> I went through a bit of a trauma on my end. When I, uh, I realized, I found out that I would be a single mom to be, I basically got pregnant and a biological father just disappeared completely. And I realized that I could not do the offline speaking anymore. I could not go travel to different locations because now I'm like, okay, I'm going to be a single mother to, uh, to a child, no family in the country, uh, very little support, you know, no child support, no government support. And it's like, and now I can't travel anymore. Right. I can't do Mm -hmm. speaking because I'm going to have a child. Like, what do you do? And that's when the real, so I had to like, basically, you know, cancel all the speaking engagements and basically was starting completely over from scratch. And what followed was this crazy journey of overcoming so, so much. I cannot even begin to tell you it was intense. The, the, the events that happened like threw me into having to grow really, really, really quickly. And I said yes to all of it but it was 
very difficult journey, confronting the fear of being judged, the, you know, who am I to teach you, blah, 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 when, you know, this and this and that. And yes, we went through basically starting over from scratch, me almost going broke to our first million dollar quarter at the first quarter of 2021. Wow. So that is the story. That's incredible. Yeah. And, you know, what the, the stuff that I will share with you, what that allowed me to do is, you know, running virtual retreats with more than 2000 registrants, you know, 300 people on Zoom, you know, recording a bunch of episodes, uh, you know, teaching live all the time. And that's how you grow your business, right? Mm-hmm. That's how you grow your business. You show up, you teach, you have audience, you have people who are like, oh, I get this. This makes so much sense to me. I want to work with you, right? So that's how that happened. Okay. But the journey to get there from like mortified was, was, was something. So yeah, that's the wow. story. <laughs> I think that's, um, you, I mean, that's an incredible story and an incredible journey. And I think for me, what I take away from that story is one, your bravery to, mm. to put yourself out there on and do something that terrified you. Right. So mm. you just got over the face to face and like, okay, I've got a handle on this now. I, I can do this to go, oh God, now I need to do this online mm-hmm. is, you know, each stage you're kind of pushing yourself forward and forward. And I think that to me, that's where a lot of people fail because the fear mm-hmm. holds them back. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, and yes, I, yes. And I think also, you know, when you was talking about the entrepreneur life and, and the such small percentage of people that make it, Mm-hmm. That's one, people pushing through their fear barriers, but two, the resilience of people, of mm-hmm. the knockbacks, of the things that don't work out. It's those entrepreneurs that keep going and going and going despite all of those mm-hmm. things that happen, despite the things that mm-hmm. go wrong. They mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. keep going because they know mm-hmm. that's the journey for them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 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 Yeah. You know, the I think the reason why such a small percentage of people make it is exactly that. They are doing everything other than showing up consistently, being visible. What they're doing, you know, they they fall kind of for this like, oh, just build a funnel or go work on your course, right? And I've done this like over and over and over. I fall for it go, you know, make that course, make that membership, spend three months in hiding, building something and, you know, nobody buys it. And I'm like, oh, I've just changed my messaging again. I'm going to do this over and over and over. So we're in this like finding niche and pivoting and really never, never putting ourselves out there. And that's, that's, I think, you know, you see this over and over. I've seen this just so many times. It's like this never ending pivoting and niching and confusionitis and yeah. who do I work with? And, and yeah. And then there's a change and do it again. Right. Yeah. And I think you're right. You know, I know from my background, sometimes it's the people, people just shout so much about what they're doing and they're always visible. And sometimes it was, or somehow, sorry, not sometimes they always seem to be busy. So they've always got stuff coming to them. And you think, well, I spent months just not doing any press or any PR and kind of 
just became stagnant in what I was doing at work. But then I, and when I took a step back and realized actually it's because I'm not putting my face back out there and I'm not putting my business out there. That's why mm-hmm. I became stagnant and didn't move forward mm-hmm. and didn't get any new clients. You know, mm-hmm. yes, it was great that I was maintaining what I was doing, but I didn't grow at all as a person or as mm-hmm. a business. It just mm-hmm. plateaued. Mm-hmm. And the minute that I started doing a bit more, even just social media, just mm-hmm. posting a bit on social media, mm-hmm. um, sharing links to various things, asking questions, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. I am kind of the busiest I've ever been. And it's only through, I've only increased what I've done just maybe 10, 20%. I've not even reached the capacity, the capacity of, you know, putting myself out there. And all of a sudden, my business has grown to almost more work than I can handle at the minute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love that. Love that so much. I'm so, so happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. So tell us what are some of the things that people should look out for? So what are any mistakes that you may have made along your journey or that perhaps you've seen some of your clients make that our listeners can look out for or take learnings from? Yeah. So just like I said, you know, um, it's this, hiding behind courses, right? Working on content, like behind the scenes, right? The behind the scenes work. I'll have to prepare to prepare. I have to get ready to get ready. I have to get my brand perfect. I have to like spend hours in Canva for creating the perfect post. I have to prepare for the content of what I'm going to teach in my program because that never leads you there. The minute you actually start talking to humans that are in front of you, everything changes. Because mm-hmm. you start, you know, humans start talking to you and they start telling you, hey, this is, you know, and they start giving you ideas and you start working with people and everything starts shifting. But, you know, you cannot figure this out in your head, right? So the yeah. biggest mistake is the behind the scene work, all the behind the scene work. Like people get stuck on so many things like, oh, I got to sort out my legal paperwork and incorporate and do my coaching contract and whatever. I'm just like, let it go. Do it without a contract. Nobody's going to sue you until you have money. Like it doesn't matter. Just get the clients. Yeah. You'll figure it out later. You know, <laughs> it's like people are like, no, that's crazy. And I'm like, literally make it your number one thing just to like you know 80 percent of your workday visibility that's it that's it the behind the scenes the operations it's nice it's important but that's when we tend to hide right because i think that's where people are comfortable one they're kind of comfortable and they're prepared like you said they it's kind of all this preparing to prepare Mm -hmm. isn't it um Mm -hmm. and i think you are absolutely right about that um And I went to, I actually went on a course last weekend. It was a one day public speaking course. And um, she, the the teacher um, was so great and it gave me, you know, lots of inspiration and things like that. And I knew that I was on the right path, but she had a plan for the day. And actually we had to fast track the end of the day because she was feeding off us as a class. And like you say, doesn't always go to plan because you start having conversations and things change and your perfect plan that you've spent three months on all of a sudden doesn't come to fruition, you know, because that's not what your audience want or they're expecting something else or, you know, maybe they've got a lot more things to say than, than what you had planned. And therefore, you know, like this, 
this lady, she had to fast track the end of it um, and kind of do it off the cuff, which I thought was really interesting. And it just resonated with what you just said. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Anything else that you could think of or any great tips? The biggest one, obviously, that you focus on is just making yourself visible. I mean, have you found any channels work better than others or does it depend on the industry as well? Yeah. So, you know, the, the, you know, what I really, really want to share with you is like what it actually takes to get to the seven figures. Would that be okay? Yeah. A hundred percent would love that. Yeah. So the thing is, yes, there are strategies that you need to implement that have to do with visibility and doing online events and blah, 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 and doing podcast interviews. What's more importantly that you have to become the person who has the capacity to sort of attract and help the audience. Does that make sense? So the way I think about it is that you have to adopt different skill sets. I call them superpowers that will help you get there. And that's the, those are the things that I had been working on intensely for the past two years. And, you know, I'll tell you what they are, but it doesn't almost like I have to kind of know how to get there, but it's being able to inspire people which is like, you can teach all day long on camera, but if you're not inspiring anybody, people are not going to want to take the action, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the first one. Another one is um, owning your true power, right? Being able to be who you are, <laughs> you yep. know? And that can be very difficult to get there. Um, mm-hmm. Inspired flow, which is as an entrepreneur, we need to create right? We need to trust ourselves. We need to move in a flow. We need to move fast, right? You want to go from zero to seven. You need to receive the inspiration. You need to be able to take action. Then there's alignment and then there's integrity and then there's love. So how does this work, right? Working from a place of love and service, being in alignment, being in integrity, being an inspired flow, um, being able to inspire others, what that, what the way to get there is not like, okay, I'm going to become this. It's a process of letting go that which isn't that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I talk about uh, in my courses, I talk about the six freedoms because freedom from something, right? Freedom. We talk about freedom so much and we think, you know, freedom of location and financial freedom. It's not that. Freedom from your programming, freedom from your self-doubt, freedom from your not good enoughness, all those things, then lead to you being able to step into your superpowers. Does that make sense? Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So for example, the ability to inspire people, which is like, you know, pretty crucial if you show up on camera and you teach and you run retreats or you work with clients. It's like you need to be able to influence them. You need to be able to inspire them into action, right? So, but to be able to do that, what you need to let go of is the freedom, the the judgment of others. 
and the opinions of ourselves that we have, right? So in order to do that, you have to let go of what does so-and-so think of me? What are people going to think when I go out there? Are they going to think she's not qualified enough? Are they going to think, you know what, who is she to say ABC? You know, the opinions that you have of yourself, right? It's this content like, oh man, am I qualified enough? Am I, you know, worthy of this? Like, do, can I really charge this? You know? So it's this constant letting go of this so that you can step into who you are, right? Then, yeah. you know, go ahead. No, sorry. I was just going to say that definitely it is, it's that fear of the, you know, that, that imposter syndrome, it's the fear mm-hmm. of, um, failure it's the fear of people judging you a hundred percent and sorry my cat's sitting in a box right now if you can hear that um and so many of us hold that with us and I think that's incredible and I try and work on that a lot I try and work Mm -hmm. on moving Mm -hmm. through that and and trying to not let that hold me back in business Mm -hmm. and in life Mm -hmm. in general I it's but it's a work in progress it's not something like you say you wake up one day and all of a sudden it's gone. It is something that you have to work on over and over. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and, you know, the, the techniques that I work with, because there's a difference, you know, sometimes when you use traditional mindset techniques and you work on things, you sort of end up suppressing and repressing and pushing away that which you don't want to be. And it never works. It always comes back. Right. So what I do is a lot of emotional release, which means instead of trying to make this need for approval, this need for acknowledgement, this need to be liked, whatever comes up, um, instead of making that go away, we welcome it because we have spent lifetimes making it go away, right? Lifetimes. I don't want to feel the fear, the scarcity. It's like, I hate waking up and wondering where's the next client going to come from. So I just... I'm going to make it go away, right? Instead, we welcome it all. We welcome it all. And we allow all of that to come up. And what tends to happen when you do that, it's a surrender process, right? It's a letting go process, but it's through actually welcoming every single emotion that we have been trying to repress and suppress our whole entrepreneurial career, welcoming it up, letting it bubble up. And then it's like, it just starts leaving because it just wanted to be heard. Does that make sense? Very interesting. Yeah. 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 Very and, interesting. And it, it seems very counterintuitive because uh, we have done the opposite mm-hmm. our whole life. We're like, oh my God, if I feel this fear, that's really bad. You know, it reminds me what I was sitting in these meetings. It's like, oh my God, fear go away. You know, I don't want to feel this nervousness because people are going to see that nervousness, right? Mm. Instead of resisting the nervousness, instead of trying to make it go away, I teach my clients to do the exact opposite. Instead of talking to yourself about it, shifting whatever and, you know, putting some poses and make it go away. Instead, give yourself two or three minutes to actually let this bubble up. Yeah. Right. Allow yourself to feel it. That's and really you would be powerful. surprised. You'd be surprised. It's one of the one of the things that I teach is like, yes, you have to be aware because you have to notice where resistance comes up in business. Mm. Right. And then you start releasing it. You start 
um, you know, you have to accept it in order to release it. Yeah. And then you start stepping into a very different frequency and you start stepping into these superpowers where you're realigning yourself at a different level and much different confidence, right? And then that's what starts attracting a different level of client, a different volume in your business, a different uh, team that okay. you're going to attract to to help you, you know, whether it be uh, a powerful salesperson or a closer to come into your business, help you closing sales, somebody who's super great at uh, booking you on podcast or whatever it is, right? Mm. But it's like, it's, it's the freedom from a few things, right? So the first one is second guessing yourself, the fear of failing, freedom from the fear of making mistakes that holds people back so much freedom from resisting, taking different action in business, right? Uh, freedom from judgments and opinions of ourselves, right? Freedom from collective programming, which is uh, one of the things that I like to work with because we all have the shoulds, how things should look like in business, right? Yeah. And marketing and sales. Oh my goodness. There's just so much out there and people end up like helping other people and doing what they think they should be doing. And it never works out. Right. So it's the freedom from the collective shoulds as well as our own shoulds. There is um, the freedom from wanting validation, right? Approval. We're always like, oh my God, we always see these people that are watching. Mm -hmm. I just want them to like what I'm selling. I like them. I want them to, you know, click the like button or, you know, approve of me in some shape or form. And as we grow our businesses, it turns into the need for um, respect or, you know, being the superwoman or whatever that is, you know, look in a certain way. Yeah. So the work, the work to entrepreneurial freedom, right, is letting go of all these things. And that's not easy work. Right. When I tell that to people, they don't like it. They're like, ah, just give me the strategies and the tactics. I'm like, no. because because I can give this to you all day long and I've seen this so many times I can give this to you all day long I can tell you the exact blueprint the strategy that I did and da 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 and then two things happen either either it works for them and they make a lot of money and then they sabotage themselves because they the they accept a lot of clients into their business but because they're still searching for the approval and the validation all these things they you know they shut it down. They burn it down to the yeah. ground. Their next launch is nothing, right? So yeah. they go this like growing and crash, right? Yeah. Or people, I give them the tactics and the strategies and they just cannot bring themselves to implement it because they have, this is so within them, the, the fear of, you know, the perfectionism and the fear of like, what are people going to think? And the confusionitis that they're in, right? As a protection for all this not enoughness just, you know, prevents them from starting or scaling their business in the first place. Right. So the work is really the work in building our business is like a 2% knowing the right strategies, but it's like, it's almost like any strategy can work for you really, you know, as long as it's not the hiding behind the courses and memberships and whatever, you know, (laughs) but as long as you're showing up, you can be doing podcasts. You can be doing live events. You can be doing Facebook challenges. You can be doing Zoom free retreats. You can be doing, you know, live webinars or whatever. Like any of these things can work. You know, you you need some consistency. You need follow through. You need to know how to, you know, uh, make a call to action and how to get people to consult and whatever. 
But the work is really this. It's yeah. like eliminating and weeding out everything that keeps your mind from being fear- free. Yeah. Does that make sense? Completely. Absolutely, completely. And I really love this. And it gives me things sort of part of this, I, I feel like I've tried over the last year. And so it, it, it really resonates with me what you're saying. And I, um, I love how you've broken it down into the different superpowers. I think that's amazing. And, and I've tried that before, but in a, in a slightly different way. And I, um, so I was talking to a friend and she was saying about how you write something on a piece of paper and you kind of burn it and go, and you sort of uh, recognize it accept it and say thank you it's off into the universe I don't need you anymore so that negativity or that self-doubt thank you self-doubt I acknowledge you I recognize you I'm sending you out into the universe because I don't need you anymore and that's a similar thing when you was listening to me I kind of uh, Mm -hmm. so when you was listening to me when I was listening to you and I remembered that hearing that from my friend and thinking how powerful that was but you go into even so much more detail than that. And I think it's, it really is so powerful. And, and I also think about when you go through that, or if you're, if like these entrepreneurs that, that can't get aligned with that and stay stuck in their ways and stay stuck in this business position, it's almost like they're, they're rowing against the tide, isn't it? It's like they're rowing upstream. It's not flowing to them. The business isn't flowing to them. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's mm-hmm. what it makes me think of when I think about not being aligned with mm-hmm. your superpowers. It's you're going mm-hmm. against the grain. You're worrying about other people. You're pushing, you're making life harder for yourself because you're second guessing mm-hmm. everything and you're worrying about everything. Yeah, this, this pushing uh, that happens, you know, what that really is, is not letting go of fears around security right? Mm -hmm. So we do this thing. That's one of the things that is so essential to release. It's this constant search for certainty and security, right? So what happens is, you know, we just really want to make sure that something is going to happen. We want to control it. We want to control the outcome. And we have made up that it's going to happen through checking all the boxes, constant push, going overboard with the action. And oftentimes it's not even the right action, right? Mm. It's this like getting stuck in all the other things, like 99 things that won't make the difference and avoiding the one thing that will. But again, when we dissolve this need to control and need for security, which is terrifying to most people, right? And I'm not saying go dissolve your security. I'm saying dissolve your need for security Mm -hmm. because those are two different things. You can either have financial security or you can need financial security. Does that make sense? Yes. So the wantingness and cravingness of that is actually keeping you from achieving your financial goals in a way. And that is not to say if you, if you dissolve it, all of a sudden you're going to be rich. No, but not dissolving is going to keep you from having abundance in your life. Yeah. Right. So they go into this constant push because it feels safe. Like if I just stay in action and I keep doing things, I'm going to feel like I'm on track. I'm in control. Right. And it's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's like then you stop taking action. It's like, oh my God, I need to be doing something. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah I completely understand that um it just sum, sums me up I think I need to be in control and <laughs> until I it's yeah yeah and the the interesting thing you know with our clients we kind of like have you know I see them kind of like two camps right because we all we all have security in certain issues right because we all we're like oh my god it needs to work out but half the people are the push people you know the push 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 they go overboard with action and half the people control their world by not taking an action right they're in procrastinitis it's like it's like, okay, I'll gather all the information. I'll watch all the workshops. I will take all the good notes. And then when I feel like I know enough, I'll take action. So there, it's just um, what is our perfect shade of controlling yeah. the outcome, right? Yeah. And the work is really being free of that. It's mm. letting go of all of that. And only when, and this is the magic. This is really the magic. Because as scary as it is to let go of that, because you've been doing that your whole life. How many years you have been alive? You have been doing that your whole life. Like you feel like you really can control um, this through like, you know, or maybe I'm projecting that's me. You know, it's like, I'll time block everything and I'll do this and I'll stuff as many meetings in and so check all the boxes and then, you know, something will happen. And when we do that and when we realize the need to surrender that it can be very, very, very scary right? But the superpower that you get from that, it's like you get, well, number one, you get a connection back with your soul, Mm -hmm. which a lot of the, a lot of us control freaks or me former control freak don't have because we're so thickly wrapped up in this doing this. And it's like, You know, when somebody tells us, okay, go talk to your higher self. Well, I don't know. I'm talking to my ego here. Am I talking to my ego? Am I talking to my soul? I don't know. I can't tell the difference. So I'm just going to like do what I've been doing, you know? (laughs) And it's the scariest thing. It's really a process. It's emotional release process. Like these things have to come out of you, but when they do and you stick to it and you, you start stepping into a very different frequency that is very connected that is very connected. And all of a sudden the ideas start flowing and things start becoming easier. It's like, it's less action. It's, and it's not that you shouldn't be in action. You absolutely should. Like we spent the first half of the half of this uh, podcast talking about the importance of taking an action and being visible. That's still true, right? That's still true. It's the addiction and the attachment to that. If they make sense, when you let that go, it opens the flow. It opens that the, the, the ideas, it opens the, the, your superpowers, right? Mm. It opens the uh, inspired flow and creation, right? Yeah. Where it's like, it's, it's just, it just feels so good and you don't burn out. It just feels so good. You know, you're receiving the ideas. You're, in, you're kind of channeling, you know, and I don't like that word. Let's choose a different word. You're basically like pulling information from your higher self. And that's the place from you where you're teaching from, right? And it's yeah. it's just such a fun place. Like I will tell you just experientially, you know, when I'm teaching from my left brain and making stuff up, it exhausts me, you know, it exhausts me. Like I will sit on Zoom, you know, when I'm in a flow of inspiration, I can basically teach six, eight hours a day and be fine. You know, because yeah. I don't get exhausted by that. But when we are 
constantly in making stuff up in our left brain, it gets exhausted and gets, it gets tiresome and people tend to burn out. So it's very, very important to open that flow, but it's hard work. Yeah. It's hard work. It's, it's very scary for people. Those are the six freedoms that I think are essential there. You know, it's freedom from stuff, right? So you're very free to let stuff go. So it's, and, um, in the end, I think that's what, that's why we're here. Cause I don't think we're here to accumulate, build a big business, save our 401k. I know you guys don't have that in the UK, but you know, um, retirement plan, Retirement, <laughs> yeah, you know, something, <laughs> excuse me, <clears throat> but it is about making, uh, making progress, spiritual progress, right? Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think everything that you've told us for me personally really does resonate with me and I'm sure so many of our listeners can use all of these um, ideas and skills right that skill building in your within yourself Mm -hmm. Um, so I am going to list these out in the show notes if that's okay and kind of give everybody a reminder of your top superpowers how you break them down so everyone can see um and I think it's been incredible I personally have learned so much and I hope our Mm. listeners have as well uh so let's wrap this up why don't you tell us how we can find you people want to learn more about you follow more listen more how can we find you yeah thank you so much for asking so a couple things so you know, we have solutions for anything from free retreats all the way to group programs, in-person retreats that we're doing this summer and in-person retreat in Costa Rica and private coaching. So if anybody's list, interested in finding out more about that, then the, the website for that is leadersbreakfree.com. Then, you know, if you want to listen to my show, it's called The Break Free Show on iTunes. And I also have a freebie for for the listeners in the US and Canada. I don't think it works in the UK, but we have a really, really powerful, very experiential training. It's called, it's the 90 minute break free process. It's a workshop where we go into experientially releasing some of the things we talked about today. So they can actually get a sense of what that Mm -hmm. looks like in real life. And we work on the need for uh, validation, attention, acknowledgement, things like that. So to get access, they can text the word voice to this number that I have. I'm going to give it to you as well, but it's 719-285-0850, or it's also listed on my website. Amazing. So, so um, I'm going to chat that to you as well. But yes, those are, I think, the three ways, just depending on where people are. Fantastic. That is incredible. And I am so excited um, for everybody to follow you. I'm going to list everything in the show notes. Or if you're watching on YouTube, everything yep, will be detailed below of where everyone can find you. I've learned so much. Thank you so much for sharing all of this incredible information with us, all of the your journey. And it has been amazing for us so thank you again thank you so so much for having me really appreciate it 
All right. And for our listeners, thank you so much. And we'll be back again next week.